0: for another episode of my coach, Kate. This week, I want to talk about something very little, very little and very powerful. Little moments in your day, your week, your year, moments when you can be alone, quiet, peaceful, and you can really be present and experience that feeling of joy. Now, if that idea sounds completely foreign to you these days, like something you don't have time in your life right now for, or at least not enough of, then keep listening so that we can fix that and find a way to bring it in right now. I am going to describe this moment to you right now for me as I am writing. It's early. Five something in the morning I'm sitting on my couch with my feet up my favorite blanket on me it's dark outside with the street light on and it's raining both of my dogs are curled up in balls and sleeping on the two couches with me as I write my wife is still sleeping and it's quiet except for the rain on the street and the sound of my typing on the keyboard I currently have some stress in my life. In my case right now, we have some financial struggles that we are dealing with. I have told you before that I have obsessively been catching up and listening to all of Ramit Setti's episodes of his podcast. I have been working on squeezing our own personal financials to fit into his basic conscious spending plan and the percentages are just not there yet. We have too many fixed costs right now to fit neatly into the ratio that he details to use in the plan, which is 50 to 60% of your income for fixed costs. Because we have some debt to pay off, we are a little bit far from getting down to that 60% maximum, and it's something that I am working on. But when you have financial struggles or any other big area of stress in your life, it can cause strain in your relationship. For us, we are navigating through, but we each also deal with this kind of stress differently from each other. When two people in a relationship have different views of the problem, it can cause strain, some fighting, just difficulty. It gives you lots of opportunities to practice good communication and learning how to deal with each other's style of communicating. It gives you opportunities To show the other person in your relationship some grace and kindness and understanding, and to also give that to yourself. It allows you to practice forgiveness for being human. But when you are going through a stressful time, whether it's a little hill that you are climbing or overcoming at this time, or just stress from chronic overscheduling or busyness or too little time for yourself. You really need this prescription that I am going to give you. Now, I know that I am no doctor, but I can prescribe something that is necessary to be able to find yourself, to find some time and some peace for yourself so that you can give yourself some grace and some forgiveness, so that you can slow down for a moment and find a present moment. It all starts with a quiet moment somewhere, sometime. And this might be the hardest part of all for you, finding that time and that place. I mentioned that when I got up this morning, it was five o'clock. And at five something, here I was sitting with my coffee made, the dog's content from going outside already, my wife now up having her coffee, but having her peaceful moment alone while I am having mine so that I can write. It didn't always get up at five o'clock. I first started doing this when I took the online classes for my master's degree I didn't know how I was going to fit that into my life. And so I tried the idea of getting up at five. We had just bought a house, our first house together for my wife and I, who at the time was my girlfriend of seven years or so at that time. We still had three children at home who split time between us and their dad. So they were there part time. We did a lot of driving as their school was quite a distance away, and so was our work and family and friends. This house was in a woodsy area of Rhode Island and a bit of a drive from everywhere that we went when we needed to go somewhere. We loved it there, but time fell a bit limited in supply. So I would get up at 5 and do my schoolwork my homework until 6 or 6:30 and then get ready for work it worked out very well and surprisingly i would get up at 5 pretty easily and could work well first thing in the morning when the house was so quiet i actually missed that when my master's program was complete i know that i have told you that before on another episode but it wasn't a strong enough urge to continue to get up that early, but I did miss it once I didn't get up at five anymore. I recently was given a new side job to do, a work task outside of my regular work, kind of a, a little job for the state department of education. And I had to figure out how to fit that into my schedule. Now the kids are all moved out of the house. We actually don't live in that house anymore. We moved back into the house above Dina's parents so that we could mutually help each other out, but time still feels limited in our schedule for completing this project. So I decided to instill that old five o'clock habit to see if that would help the struggle that I was having in finding time to work on this project. I still can work so well once I get going in the morning. It has always been my best working time. It has always been difficult for me to burn the midnight oil and work on a project at night. When I was in college, I hated doing that late night homework or studying. My brain is just not at its best at night. I am much more of a morning person. So I tried doing it again, finding two things that I can definitely work very well in the morning. And it's a bit harder to get myself out of bed at five than it used to be when I was six years younger than I am now, but it's been working. But the other thing that I have discovered by getting up at this time is that it gives me more opportunities for those peaceful moments in between getting the work done And I want to break down exactly what happens in those moments so that you know what I mean beyond just a moment of quiet. It's that place that you get to in the quiet when you just look around and you assess. And even if your life is not perfect, which we all know that it is not, I know that mine certainly is not, you can assess and find some Good parts, some parts that you feel grateful for. And it is there that you can find the present moment. I like to think of it this way the present moment is always there, but only some of us notice it sometimes. Most of the time, probably very close to all of the time, we don't notice it. We are there in it. But our brain is not, because our brain is focusing on either the past or the future. If you are feeling shame or regret or depression or anger at yourself or someone else for whatever circumstances have happened in the past, then your brain is living in the past in that moment. If you are worrying, or feeling anxious, then your brain is living in the future at that moment. So the present is happening, but we just don't really notice it. The moment goes by and we don't see something or hear something that is happening right now. Our brain is just not registering the present moment and we kind of miss it. I'll give you a couple of examples. Maybe you can relate to when this happened to you in the past? Have you ever had a day when you have either gone to work or to an event that you had to go to, but you were in the middle of a fight with someone when you left? You didn't get to really finish when you left upset or angry. How is that day or that event for you? Now, on the one hand, it might feel good to step away and get a break. But on the other hand, you might be going through time with your brain filled up with what you said and what you should have said and what the other person said and why they are so wrong. You might be redoing the argument in your head or just assessing it to figure out how to fix the problem or reassessing the relationship or whatever your brain is offering to you. But what your brain is not doing is having a good day at work or a good time at the event. Your brain is definitely busy elsewhere. The other example I can give to you is being on vacation or somewhere that you have planned for so long to have fun at. Let's say it's a big trip. You are on the trip, but when you left, there was something going on at home with a family member. Let's say that it's someone's health and something happened right before you left. So you're traveling, you're seeing new places, you're enjoying your trip, but this other person at home is on your mind. Keeps creeping in and you can't believe that they got the diagnosis or you know that they are getting checked out today and your mind is on their timeline knowing that they are at the doctor right now or in the hospital. You are there and you're doing your very best to be present, but your brain keeps drifting into your worry and out of the present. gives meaning to that phrase to put a damper on things. When your brain is busy working so hard to focus where you are pointing for it to focus, Time is going by and we might not be noticing things. But the real consequence of this is that there is a feeling that you just can't really access when you are past focused or future focused. And that is the feeling of joy. Joy lives in us when we have a present focused brain. We can tap into that feeling only when our brain and body. Are together in the same time and place. The first time that I went to Reiki, I experienced this in a huge way. It was such a big experience for me that afterwards I just couldn't shut up about how great Reiki is. It made such an impact on me. I was so completely in the present moment during the session. What I experienced felt like energy paths opening up and the energy running through my body in a way that I can only describe as on highways. And then what I experienced was this immense feeling of joy. Felt like my chest was opening up, like opening up a little wooden box and having the joy was there all along and hidden and stored away for so long just came flooding out. My second Reiki session was a much different experience. That first one was like a very effective advertisement to me for living in the present moment. I was sold. Well, we covered the why you need these moments. They will sustain you, feed your soul to help you get through All of the other moments in your life when you are not as present. But let's talk about the how. For me, it works to get up early, but that might not work for you. If you are constantly busy or have young children at home or three jobs that you work, you will have to find those restorative moments in a way that works for you. But it amazes me how long we can go on just working. In doing what is expected of us without slowing down and recharging. I will tell you how I know this. I know that we are not, as a society, taking time to recharge because you can see the examples when we blow a gasket and just lose it. We get angry and yell at someone, or we break down and cry, or we escape with buffering which just means that we use a vice to avoid our feelings. It could be eating. It could be drinking. It could be escaping into TV or social media. We can't deal with everything on our mind, so we escape. What we really need is recharging, connecting with the present, and accessing our joy. Joy is the feeling. And we can do this with the action of gratitude. Thinking of what we are grateful for can connect us. That is one way. Meditation is another way. Being in nature is another. Noticing things around us, what we see, hear, and touch or smell. I would highly recommend trying binaural beats if you have never tried that before. In order to get the effect of them, you must use headphones. Gives you a different tone or sound in each ear. And then your brain has to work to put the sounds together, which keeps your brain busy with a task so that it can't focus elsewhere. It helps you to instantly relax and focus. If you get really into this, there are different brain waves that you can access gamma, beta, alpha, delta, and theta. Each one has a different frequency and it puts you into a different brain state from deep concentration on one end to sleep on the other end. You can also access these moments by tapping into things that you love to do. Spend time with people you love. Engage in a hobby. Make regular time in your calendar to stop and do these things. If you find yourself working or worrying too much, And schedule time to work. Schedule time to allow yourself to worry. And then when the time is up, the time is up. Move on to the next activity. When you get those moments, pause and reflect. And just notice yourself in the moment. Notice the present and be grateful for what you have right now in this moment. Look for that feeling of joy in your chest. Think of it as that little box just waiting to be opened up and to come out and be experienced, to run through your body and to give you energy everywhere. Enjoy the joy, my friends. Have a great week.